the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Okay, anybody who knows me well knows that I believe that uh, sarcasm is is a love language. Uh, you also know that I love parodies. We have done many, many parodies on this program. That's why when the Babylon Bee came along, I fell in love. I love what these guys do. And uh, that's why it's such a privilege to welcome to the program Joel Berry, who is the managing editor of the Babylon Bee. Joel, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. It is. It is my honor. And I've wanted to ask uh, one of you guys for a long time, how, where, and when did the bee get started? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Babylon Bee started about uh, four years ago uh, by our, our mysterious founder. His name is Adam Ford. And, and it was inspired by what The Onion does. A lot of people are familiar with The Onion. Sure. The, it's a satirical, uh, you know, fake news site. They do very dry uh, AP-style news stories. Um, and uh, the inspiration struck when he was reading uh, a headline after the uh, Bergefell uh, Supreme Court decision, after they redefined uh, the meaning of marriage. And uh, the, head, the Onion headline was something to the effect of uh, four Supreme Court justices suddenly realize that they will soon be the villains in an upcoming Os- Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> and um, you know, you're right, you're laughing, right? It's we don't agree with the Onion's uh, perspective or, or their worldview, but you still kind of have to chuckle and re- respect the cleverness of the joke, right? So, you know, he thought, why why aren't we doing this? Why aren't Christians and, and conservatives uh, doing this sort of thing? And so he he put the word out and. And got a few writers together. Uh, Kyle Mann uh, was one of them. He's now the the man or the uh, editor in chief of the Bee. Um, and I came along about two years later. So I've been with the Bee uh, about two years now. Uh, started as a, a huge fan of the Bee, uh, just reading it and loving it, and uh, wrote for them on the side for a while. And and now it's my full time gig. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Joel. Are you implying that the Babylon Bee is not real news? That this is fake news? Are, are you are you implying that all of those things you write are not actually true? But believe it or not, believe it now. I I should put a caveat with that. that <laughs> some of our news stories have come true after the fact. Right, that's, that's I know. The, the world is just uh, so absurd that it it seems to follow our satire quite an, an awful lot. Well, what cracks me up, Joel, about the Babylon Bee is how often you are fact checked. I mean, if you, if you know anything about the site at all, you know it's parody, you know it's sarcasm, you know it's it's yeah. fake, and yet you guys are fact-checked all the time by Snopes and and a whole lot of other people. Don't they? Don't they get it? Well, you know, 
it's funny because they the the fact checks do almost add another layer of humor to what we do when when you have a, a bunch of people who you know, who, who read your jokes and say, Oh, that, you know, this is misinformation. This is dangerous. It, it just makes it that much funnier. Um, you know, but there is a little, there is a bit of nefarious intent behind it. I think though, that the, the social media tech giants, you know, Facebook and Twitter, they use these fact checks, um, as, uh, you know, as an excuse to suppress us in the algorithms. So, yeah. you know, a lot yeah. of these fact yeah. checks get fed back to, to big tech which then in turn uh, ensures that, that people using those social media sites don't see our, our content. And you get they've got a new book out, and I want to get to the book, and I, I promise that we will. But we're talking with Joel Berry, managing editor of the Babylon Bee, one of my absolute favorite sites. I, I love the Babylon Bee. But isn't it true, talking about this fake news and all that, isn't it true that in order for satire to be good satire, it's got to be really close to truth? It, absolutely. Yeah, that's and that's what we, that's our mission, really. We, we want to communicate truth uh, through satire. And sometimes, sometimes it's a challenge because the world has become so absurd. I mean, one of our favorite writers, G.K. Chesterton, you know, a hundred years ago said that the world has become too absurd to be satirized. And, and <laughs> here we are a hundred years later, it's, it's gotten even worse. So, uh, yes, you know, we are, we are communicating truth in, in a unique way, um, which, and when you put it out on the internet for anyone to see, sometimes Sometimes it is taken the wrong way because it's it is so close to the truth. Truth, oftentimes. Well, as the world around us becomes more absurd, isn't it more difficult to make the absurd even more <laughs> absurd to become satire? It, it, does that make sense? Yes, yes. <laughs> it becomes more difficult every day. It, it, it's weird because you know, on one hand. Uh, our job is is easier in some ways because we're, we just have so much material to deal with. There's just so much silliness out there. Um, but it's really hard to exaggerate. You know, we we get a lot of comments and replies to our headlines sometimes saying, you know, B, this this isn't real. This isn't fake news. This is real. You know, this isn't satire. I thought this was supposed to be satire. You know, so so we do skirt that line of of being just just barely not real uh but but still ridiculous enough to be satire. Now let me ask you an honest question. Just purely from your job and your desire to write good satire, are you thankful for our current president? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Um you know, he he does present a, a different challenge than Trump did. I think Trump Trump was really good for satire. Sure, um, sure. You, you know, because we could almost just, you know, put him on an article, and and it, he, he was almost self-parody by himself. Right. He, he was so true. fun. True. Um, it, but Biden, yeah, <laughs> Biden is, uh, he's a bit of a challenge because there is, a, there's only so many old man jokes you can make, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, trying to find a new spin on it could be difficult every once in a while. Well, yeah, and some of the things that he says are just so absurd. <laughs> you know, you have to look at it and say, did this really happen or or is this satire, you know? 
we ask ourselves that every day. <laughs> uh, I, I can only imagine. Uh, and again, I, I want to get to the, the the book on wokeness, but I, I'm just fascinated with the foundations and the working behind the Babylon Bee because I just have so much appreciation for the for the and, and writing good satire and good parody is it's hard. It is it's hard work. Wouldn't you agree? It is. Um, we we write a lot of. Well, I always say to, that to write a good joke, you have to write a lot of bad jokes. So so me and and Kyle, the other writers, um, we're always pitching. Um, we have you know part time writers uh, throughout the country, and we we kind of have a shared uh, little group online where we pitch these headlines. And and for every one headline that you see pitched on the site, there might be eighty or ninety headlines that that ended up in the trash. So. Um, so we're always riffing on each other, trying to improve. Maybe that you know, we find a good theme that we want to joke about, but then it's just a matter of wordsmithing it so it, it punches just right. Um, so it's you know it's, it's just a, like anything else. It's just a process of uh, of working together and, and, and craftsmanship, and um, it's 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 a blast. Well, I was going to say it's hard, but you guys must have an awful lot of fun. Oh, oh, we do. You know, I, I. <laughs> I, I've always paid attention to the news. I've always been interested in politics. And I think, you know, like a lot of people, I, I always felt a lot of despair and frustration over what I saw in the news. It, it is really frustrating to feel like the kind of the world is crumbling around you. And mm-hmm. the Babylon Bee, for me, just as a writer, has been healing to, to be able to look around at the world, the ridiculousness that's going on, and and change your mindset to find what's funny about it instead of how to despair over it. And, and there's, there's reason for that. You know, that we, we have hope. We have the hope of Jesus. Um, we, we know that we belong to a—we're citizens of a kingdom that will never be overthrown, and mm-hmm. uh, come what may in this country, um, we, can, we can be joyful, we can have fun, we can laugh, um, all while communicating the truth, sometimes in a, a, a savage and pointed way. Uh, there's no reason why it can't be fun. All right, we need to take a break. We're talking with Joel Berry, managing editor of the Babylon Bee. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, a brand new book. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. We'll be right back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And my guest is Joel Berry, the managing editor of the Babylon Bee. And they have just produced a brand new book, The Babylon Bee Guide to wokeness. Uh, Joel, this is unusual because when I do an author interview, I almost always want the book in front of me. I want to read it. I've ordered it. I don't have it yet. So I don't have oh, no. the, the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness yet. But is this like a compilation of the far side? Is this a compilation <laughs> of stories that you've written, parodies, or something completely fresh and new? This is this is something completely fresh and new. So 
um, you know, we we felt like uh, the the whole woke movement, whether you're talking about wokeness uh, in the church, wokeness in politics, uh, that it deserved a bit of a deeper dive uh, uh-huh. than we typically give in, in our, our small uh, little articles. And so so we have a book here um, that that covers uh, just about everything uh, you could imagine uh, in the woke movement. It covers uh, Marxism. It covers uh, feminism. It, it'll teach you how to choose. Uh, your pronouns, how to fight fascism with <laughs> violence, um, how to make entertainment more woke, and, and <laughs> we, we had <laughs> how to fight fascism with <laughs> we, violence. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah I'm with the you. Only way. It's, and so burn down we, a building we, or two. We made it really fun. Yeah, it's it's uh, we 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 tried to do our research and, and make it informative, uh, but we also just plastered it with really funny pictures and diagrams and. Um, a bunch of silly stuff. So, so matter no matter what page you open up to, at any time you'll find something to laugh at. Um, we always tell people that it's a it's a great toilet reader. It, you know, we recommend getting one for every bathroom in your house. Uh, <laughs> you know, and maybe adding a, some additional bathrooms to your house yeah, and buying books yeah. for those too. Uh, but um, it's it's really fun. Uh, Joel, what what is wokeness and where did it come from? To be serious, Ooh, just for a moment. <clears throat> Yeah, it's well, it's it's a hard thing to define succinctly because I think the, the proponents of the woke movement make it that way on purpose. They mm-hmm. they want to be hard to pin down and, and define. Uh, you know, it, as succinctly as I can put it, it, it traces its roots back uh, to liberation theology, which which tore through South America. Uh, sadly, it, it, and before that, uh, Soviet uh, communism and, and Marxism. Before that. It's it's really the, uh, the the simple attempt to explain all of human human interaction in terms of uh, you know the oppressed and the mm-hmm. oppressor, mm-hmm. and uh, you know back in in Marx's day it was the the bourgeois and the proletariat, and, and sure. today we have uh, whiteness and, and people of color. The, the terminology has changed, but the philosophy philosophy behind it is essentially the same. You know, it's it's a materialist philosophy, a, a godless one. Uh, one that uh, covets power and money uh, above all else, and and seeks to define people by their their outward characteristics or their identity group, uh, rather than as you know infinitely precious human beings made in God's image, and and that's why it's such a an insidious philosophy um, that we we felt deserved a, a good takedown. So uh, by making fun of it, you are exposing it. Absolutely. So we wrote the book kind of almost from the perspective of a woke person. So imagine imagine a, a, a progressive, a very dedicated, serious progressive has written a, this book, and they're describing wokeness without parsing their words, maybe being a little too honest about what they believe, um, and, and they're not very self-aware. So so we're, we're essentially defining wokeness very little of it required a lot of exaggeration because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. a lot of it is is absurd enough on its face so um that that's kind of what we did through through the book how much wokeness are you seeing in the evangelical church oh boy um well i it last year um with with the riots with with the rise of of black lives matter i think we saw a lot of it, um, you know. And the the sad and frustrating thing about wokeness is it does 
it does prey on the best intentions of Christians. You know, we want to um, love our neighbor. We want to evangelize the lost. We want to, um, you know, we want to not be racist. You know, no one wants to be racist. Mm-hmm. And and so um, I, I personally saw a lot of churches uh, fall prey to this. Now, I, I think and I hope that a lot of Christians are, are kind of waking up to what it is, hopefully dropping the some of the bad stuff that that came with it, but you know the when I brought up liberation theology earlier. Uh, you know, liberation theology was really designed to break down the the natural uh, Christian resistance against you know communist philosophy, right. and that's a lot of what wokeness is doing today. And and some of my fear is that um, the church, if if it isn't careful, could end up being used as a political lever by these uh, progressives um, Certainly. To, to achieve their, their political means. And, of course, we saw that with Jeremiah Wright, who had enormous influence over President Barack yeah. Obama. Uh, exactly. Joel, we're, we're coming to the end. I knew our time would go really, really quickly, and, and I want to thank you. Um, and again, just express to all of the staff there how much people really do appreciate good parody, good satire. And from a Christian perspective, it is wonderful. But here's the question, the final question I ask every single author that I interview. When someone picks up the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, you can get that through uh, Amazon, your local bookstore. Again, the Bible Bee Guide to Wokeness. They pick it up, read it, and they put it down. What do you want the takeaway to be? And we've got about 30 seconds. I would say uh, courage. I think there's a lot of uh, fear and frustration, like I said earlier, hand-wringing o- over this movement. Um, when you look at it from, from the way the angle we're looking at it, it really is silly. It's worth laughing at. Take courage. I think its days are numbered. And uh, I hope it gives people the, the courage that they need to, to speak out against it as well and, and have fun. You know, enjoy it. It's a good laugh. Yeah. All right. The book is The Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness. My guest, Joel Berry, managing editor of The Babylon Bee. And if you're if you don't visit The Babylon Bee on a regular basis, you are really missing out. Check it out. Joel Berry, thank you and God bless you. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Bob. All right. We'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.